What the hell is this? What that slight beer? Gee, I weigh 90 goddamn pounds and you bring me this slopping foam? <laughs> Harry's got me on a diet because the doc said my cholesterol's a little too high. Well, let me tell you something now, Johnny. Last Thursday, I turned 95 years old. Yeah. And I never exercised a day of my life. Huh. Every morning, I wake up and I smoke a cigarette. And then I eat five strips of bacon. And for lunch, I eat a bacon sandwich. And for a midday snack, bacon. Bacon, a whole bacon. damn plate. And I usually drink my dinner. Now, according to all of them flat belly experts, I should have took a dirt nap like 30 years ago. But each year comes and goes, and I'm still here. <laughs> and they keep dying, you know? Sometimes I wonder if God forgot about me. <laughs> it just goes to show you, huh? What? Huh? It goes to show you what? Well, it just goes... What the hell are you talking about? Well, you said you drink beer, you eat bacon, and you smoke cigarettes, and you outlive most of the experts. Yeah? I thought maybe there's a moral. No, there ain't no moral. I just... Like that story. That's all. Like that story. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. What do you guys think? You right? All right? Our first live audience with the, uh, the Lifers Podcast. Ben, Gabe, how are you guys? Did you have a good weekend? Gabe, you're back. You're back in the village, it looks like to me. You got some uh back in the village uh, again. You got some Iron Maiden going on back. Did you just did you did you get on your mouse already? Yeah. You just turned your no. volume. Yes, you did. Get, I don't know what that Can means. you turn your mouse off once you've got it set? Please. What if I'm switching sake. There you go. What if I'm bad. switching screens? I got a reference to something on Wikipedia when we're should, talking. Should I, should I start again? Okay. Uh looks like we might have our first uh <laughs> live audience for the Lifers podcast. Uh whoa, Gabe. You back in the village? What's going on back there? <laughs> and they think yeah. this isn't scripted. <laughs> I'm back home, back to my record collection back there. You're back in the Briar Patch? Yes, I got home. Uh, when did I get home? Yes, I don't know. Monday. Yeah. Two, Sunday. Is anybody happy to see you? My dog, my wife, yes. my cats. Right. I don't know. That's good. Uh, What's I that got album? Home. Never mind. The album? What's that album next to the Iron Maiden? I can't tell. It is Screaming Trees. Oh, Uncle yeah. Anastasia, produced by yes. Terry Date. It's a terrific record. That's a great album. That's my favorite album from Screaming Trees. Do you really? I mean, Sweet yeah. Oblivion is uh, amazing. 
There's some good songs on there, but this is a better album. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. In my opinion. I don't know, home homeboy. Uh, <laughs> Sweet Oblivion sound, sounds better, and the songs are really great. I mean, I, whose dog is that? <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> is that you, That's, Ben? This fucker. It's uh, you guys talk about. The, I'm going to feed him dinner while you talk about Sweet Oblivion. <laughs> All right. But wait, well, which, which th- wait, hang on. Which album is I nearly lost you on? That's on Sweet Oblivion. Okay, that's my album. The single on Uncle Anastasia. Where are you going, Ben? This is for you. (laughs) He's got to feed the dog. We can cut all this crap out. The thing about Uncle Anastasia is uh, Sweet Oblivion is warmer. I think that's just a sign of the times. It's better, but it's warmer. It's just a sign of the times. This was earlier. It's, you know, it's, it's. Maybe it was the first record I was exposed to from Screaming Trees for real, so I, I like it better. Okay. All right, that's fine. I mean, this none of this is going to make it to the final broadcast until Ben comes back anyway, so who cares? Yes, he only puts himself in there. <laughs> oh, he's back. What? Oh, hi, Ben. I'd like, we I'd, like to we see the, I'd like to see the ratio of people that were on the cutting room floor, and I bet you mine is most. Is that what you think? Yes. All right, first of all, Gabe... Your ratio for anything on this show is, at best, 30%. Nothing that you do is on the cutting room floor. No, there's been some stuff. I, I, I noticed. Like what? <laughs> like what? Uh-oh. I, there was a time when we had a guest on there. I had one question, and the one what, question was cut. What was the guest? I don't remember. <laughs> that, guest, that guest requested that your question be cut. It doesn't I matter. I think I know what you're talking about. And Which that one? person did not want to talk about the fucking monkeys Again, so all you wanted to talk about was the monkeys. That person requested that your question be cut, right, Ben? Right. The okay. one, the one the thing other you told record me behind Gabe you... is "Peace of Mind" <laughs> by Iron Maiden, and that's produced by the great Martin Birch, who's no longer with us. Right? He's dead. I think he is dead. I think he is dead. Back to the cutting room floor. Pour one out for Martin Birch. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss? Are you really? Did do you feel, have? Did you finally get to listen to the podcast on your road trip, and you discovered you're no oh, longer? Oh yeah, yeah. On the show? So Gabe finally listened to a podcast. Oh. And he's like, "Where's my great question?" <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I listened to a different podcast while I was driving home. I didn't get to listen to the Joe Rogan. Podcast. No, it was. Uh, which one is it called? The, Basin uh, of Danger Noodles. No, it's the, the the New York. It's the New York hardcore. Uh, the Where It Went podcast. It's, it's where really it went is the name of it. Yes, is it good? It, Yes, Who's they, the host? Uh, just a couple guys that have been around and have a lot to say about New York hardcore, and, and they... They don't have names? I don't remember all their names. One of the guys' name is Greg Pollard. They're, they're, they're just people... Oh, Greg Pollard, right. Yeah, I think his name is Greg Pollard. Yeah. Unless, unless that's the guy from Guided by Voices. <laughs> right, Greg Pollard. He is that his name? Guided by Voices fame. No, it's not Greg Pollard. It's something like that. Oh, it is Greg <laughs> Pollard. <laughs> anyway, they chronologically go through the, all the catalog of Revelation Records one by one, and I think they're on number sixteen or seventeen from Underdog, and that was really good. That's what I listened to on the way home. I'm wow. sorry, what? We didn't even make the cut, huh? You had you had how many hours on the road both ways? And you know, it's not going to make the cut. This conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it took me till the ride home to figure out that I can listen to Spotify while I'm driving. Otherwise, I was listening to radio the whole way there. It sucked. First of all. Don't blame Ben for cutting you out and leaving you on the cutting room floor. That's me. That's, that's, my, that's my call. Now, Gabe, honestly, to be, you know, you know, all bullshitting aside, people, everybody says to me, they're like, Gabe is comedy gold. 
Like everything out of Gabe's mouth is gold. And that's the truth, dude. And uh, I agree. And that's that's what what the hell is behind you right there? Is that the dummy? That's that's you never seen that before? We did we yeah, talked I about did, this. But I thought it would be funny that I changed the subject up. Okay. You know, speaking of comedy and <laughs> we, I, I was gonna I was gonna ask you. Did someone your, did someone try and give you the rush record? No one tried to give me the rush record, but I will tell you that rush record is still there. But Justine, crafty Justine, put it on the side of the stereo as if I wouldn't notice it was there anymore. It used to be on top of the fireplace, and now it's it should be in the fireplace. <laughs> but she's like, I'm going to put it over here, and then he'll shut up about it. Wrong again, Justine. <laughs> I got home the other day, and, and in my in my home, somebody sent me a power strip. <laughs> And they said something about turning on my turntable. They sent me a power strip. Like, I don't have a power strip. Well, you said you didn't. That's no, I didn't scary. Say I, I said I didn't have enough plugs, open uh, plugs on my power strip. Yeah, well, that's basically the same thing. They sent you a power strip. <laughs> and then they sent a little note. No excuses. Yes. Bitch. No, I just don't have a flat place to plug in my turntable. I'll find it. A flat place to plug in your turntable. It's got to be level. Oh, yeah? Oh, you're one of those guys? <laughs> no. Anyway, that, that was nice. Whoever said it I, does have to be level. I think that is it. It's supposed to be. Yeah. It plays even when it's level. Otherwise well, maybe it, next next week you can have your uh, favorite record, Iron Maiden Power Strip. Something like that. We'll see. So, Ben, what do you got for us, please? Something? Um, I watched another terrible movie on, <laughs> on the streaming channels. To, to go yeah. along with Army of the Dead. Have you caught up to Army of the Dead yet? I have not. Okay. But, uh, well, yeah. let's not talk about it then. And then Good. this other one is this Angelina Jolie movie. Oh, uh, I went to go see that in the theater. <laughs> and What's I dig that, that guy, Taylor Sheridan. I don't you The people who want to kill me is what I keep thinking. But that's the not what it's called. wish it's me dead. Yeah. People who... I, I'm, I'm in that club. I'm at the end of that movie. I wish you dead, everyone who made the that movie. The title <laughs> of that movie is terrible yeah. i mean it's a great title for a different movie it's a great title for a john wick movie but for that movie it's like really uh, what and you're right taylor sheridan the thing about it is like we thought taylor sheridan was great yeah but he's did. not a director he's a total he's a writer like when you watch hell or high water you realize it's not taylor sheridan that makes that movie it's the director. Who's the director of Hell or High Water? The English guy who did Startup. I can't remember his name. Startup and, is one of my favorite movies. That is yeah. a great, great movie. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name either. Cause, it's not know, Andrew Dominic who gets much more publicity. No. But dude, Killing Him Softly is a great movie. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. And actually, what, what am I saying? I mean, Pat Healy is in that uh, Billy the Kid movie, and that's pretty great too. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So I don't have very, very I, I'm not, I don't have anything bad to say about Andrew Dominic. I just think that that guy, Startup and um, Hell or High Water, are amazing. All right, uh, we got, I got to get name. that guy's name. Yeah. But anyway, Startup. this was a total piece of shit. Didn't wait, but didn't Taylor write and direct this one? He directed it, but I think uh, he he I don't know. It's just a script that somebody had, and he took it and directed it. It's it seems like it's up his alley, but. It Turns out it's not. David McKenzie is the director of. David uh, McKenzie, he's great, really great. Uh, what was the last movie he directed? Did he make one after Hell or High Water? I think he might have made one. Yes, 
I, I didn't see this. It's an it's a Netflix movie from 2018, Outlaw King. Outlaw King? Yeah, Outlaw King. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I will watch that because I am a big fan of his. I the only thing I watched. Oh, also starring Chris Pine. Chris Pine in like a, a King Arthur's Court kind of a thing. Chris Pine. My mom was a fan of Chris Pine. She thought he was okay. Um, but I watched Mayor of Easttown last night. Oh, I started watching that. I'm three episodes thing. in. Don't don't ruin it. You're three episodes in. What do you think? Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's 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 good. I mean, listen. I keep. Piling it's going to get so much better. I'll tell you what, though. It's it's like. This is Kate Winslet doing the thing that I think that what's her name thinks she does all the time now, but doesn't anymore. Francis McDormand. <laughs> like I feel like Kate Winslet does nails the sort of. Grime. Kate's Kate's amazing. She's yeah. fucking incredible. But uh, but I, I you seem to have a problem with Francis lately, and I can't go with you on that one. Well, it really just dates back, and I think she'll never be able to make up for it for me. That that three picket for what is it, billboards outside or whatever. I hate that can movie. You, can you imagine like she's sitting next to Joel Cohen? Yeah, and he, and and she's winning all the awards for that movie, <laughs> yeah. and he's like he's like really yeah. Really, these guys just ripped my whole thing off, and you're fine with it? That, that 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 must have been awkward for the guy. Which, by the way, that English fucker, whatever nationality is, who made that movie and and um, and the you know, in Bruges, in, in Bruges, and all that stuff. That's I don't what think this that guy's ever been to America once. No, but but this Taylor Sheridan Angelina Jolie movie feels like they're trying to do his kind of movie. Like it's these gangsters who are very like verbose and Maybe. say funny it's things to good. each other. Terrible. It's not good. Anyway, I I had a great weekend and I'm here up, uh, oh, yeah. I'm here up in the North Woods of Wisconsin and I, I I'm only cutting you off because I can feel my dad is starting to get a, a little jumpy. Dad, you want another lemonade? Can somebody get my dad another? No, no, lemonade? no, 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 no. No, it's okay. They're no. free. No, I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't drink until I puke. So, <laughs> where where are we? We're in Butternut, Wisconsin, right now. Yeah, Butternut Lake. Uh, and I'm gonna, me and my dad are gonna have to share a microphone, and we're gonna have to share. My dad, Dave Lucas, is here. Everybody, let let let's hear it for it. So we're gonna have to share a microphone, and and a headphone. Just put the That's earpiece how it should in be. your ear. This right. should be I'm like closer. one of those Can contests you where you have to keep your hands on the truck for as long as possible. So my dad's here. Dad, come in a little closer. There you go. Say hi to uh, Ben. Hi to Ben. And Gabe. There's Gabe. And Gabe. Hi, Gabe. The great one has brought himself to our presence. Yes. (laughs) Your dad is wearing a fantastic shut up and fish cap. (laughs) The shut up and fish cap. Which brings me, Dad, thanks for being on my show, first of all. You're welcome, sir. Okay. Okay. I want to get the big question out of the way first, okay? <clears throat> What's the biggest fish you ever caught? 58 and a half inches. 58 and a half feet? 58 and a half inches. What kind of fish was that? Sturgeon, about 55 pounds. Would you say you're the sturgeon surgeon? No, I'm the fish whisperer. I got a t-shirt <laughs> to prove it. Is that what you're wearing? No. No, this is my Fish best. whisperer? He's wearing a shirt that says, no bitching, just fishing. And as Ben pointed out, he's wearing a hat that says "Shut up and fish." This man taught me everything I know. It's got fish. "Shut up." It's got "Shut up" <laughs> stitched all, and not just on the main. There's like on the brim. It also says "Shut up." It's like all over the place. "Shut up." 
There's a lot of yeah. shutting up on that cap. It's not a subtle point he's making, Ben. Mm-mm. No bitching, just fishing? That's what it says on the shirt? Uh, it does say that, right. Um, and, you know, the less said about it, the better. Oh, okay. I think we've said too much. <laughs> we definitely could have said less than what we just said. So, Dad, this is your first podcast, right? Yeah. Have you ever listened to a podcast before? No. Nope. Have no. you ever heard of a podcast before? Nope. Do you get what's happening right here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you grew up in Park Falls. You were born in Park Falls, Wisconsin, which is where we are. They're called the Northwoods, right? No, you're in Butternut Lake. What are you talking about? Well, Park no, Falls? We're, yeah, we're, 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 we're in a cabin out on Butternut Lake, but oh. my dad is from Park Falls, Wisconsin, okay. right? Yeah, right. It's only four miles in from here. Yeah. And so Park Falls, when you grew up, was a lot different. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. All right. How so? Oh, there was there was jumping and it was lively. Now they're tearing everything down. Yeah, I mean, but you you were born. I mean, not a lot of people can say this anymore. But you were born in a log cabin, right? Like no, you well, told me you were born in a log cabin. No, okay, <laughs> born in Merrill. But then my dad moved up here, and I've been up here. But you grew up in a log cabin. Been up here since I was a tiny kid a hundred years ago. Right, but you grew up in a log cabin, right? <laughs> no, wait, my dad lived in a log cabin. You didn't grow up in that log cabin? No, I went to the city. My mind when is I got blown. school, I worked in the woods. and went... He's a city slicker. <laughs> yeah. You grew up in the city? Yeah. So all this stuff that you've been telling me the, the entire great, life that you grew up Zion. in a log cabin? like No, we had lived in Butternut and out of town. and They were old houses. This is not going well. Like a log cabin, but my dad and brothers lived in that log cabin. And I left here and went down city. What city? Like Zion? Zion. Yeah, but how old were you when that happened? 22. Okay, so before that, where did you live? Right here. In a log cabin? Uh, no, I didn't live in a log cabin. My brother and my dad did. So when you brought us up to Park Falls when we were kids and we were hanging out in the log cabin and pissing in an outhouse, well, that, that was, was just for show? That was Dale Peterson's cabin. <laughs> that was my buddy's cabin. But what about where your dad lived? My dad lived right on Lakeshore Drive. You drove right by it when you listen. That was I've been I've been on Lakeshore Drive, my friend. That was no Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> yeah, that's where he lived. That's what you call it. Cabin ain't there. But that is not the LSD Cab- that we all know from that song. Oh. Downtown. <clears throat> yeah, he keeps saying downtown. Nope. <laughs> all right. Wait, so. But then he said his. He said you. What? What did he say about his dad? And his dad's. No, my dad and my brothers lived in a log cabin, but I his didn't brothers. live there because I lived down the city then. So he didn't live Wally with his dad. Wally and Bob both lived with your dad, right? And you lived right. downtown Park Falls. No, I left Butternut <laughs> and went right down Kenosha and then into Zion. Right, but before that, where did you live? Did you just live outside like a feral child? I mean, you had to live somewhere. You yeah, lived- I lived with a Bigfoot. You were living with... <laughs> His name was Daryl. Yeah, you're living with your dad, right? The Yeti? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In a log cabin, right? <laughs> no. Please tell me you're living in a log cabin. I lived at in some a log point cabin. In your goddamn life. <laughs> I lived in a log cabin. You did? <laughs> Why did this have to happen? Why did we have to do this? I don't know. All right, let's change the subject. I have no idea. 
When Wait, did you decide? Isn't to get your sister into there? Can can we ask Don? If my he's sister's here. Don, do you live in a log cabin? I was about 14 years old when I started yeah, painting. It was 120 no, 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 we're not there ago. yet. I thought we were there yet, but we're not there yet. Uh, Don, he lived in a log cabin, right? Dad lived in a log cabin? Yeah. Dad, where did you live before you went into the, into the <laughs> army, before you were drafted? Drafted? Uh, did, you, did you live in a, in a cabin in downtown Butternut? No. That was <laughs> no, we were out on... Uh, Oh, they spillers quick out there. Man, I really need On this. On Weinberger Road. <laughs> <laughs> so we established that he lived with Bigfoot in a log so cabin. You, you grew yeah. Up in, a, in a log cabin. <laughs> he did grow up in a log cabin, right? Yeah, with with Bigfoot. Why did you say you didn't? <laughs> His name was Daryl. <laughs> Dad, you're making an ass out of me in front of <laughs> all nature, my friends. Nature beat me to it. I'm trying, but nature beat me to it. <laughs> Well, this was a good idea, but <coughs> Gabe, you think you've been edited out? Um, <laughs> all right. So, so at 22, you decide to get out of the log cabin and you go to Zion. Yeah, Kenosha. I worked in the woods and there was 52 inches snow on the level. It was 20 to 30 below for a month. We dropped the reins of horse and headed for the barn. He had horse sense. We didn't. I said, I ain't going to do this all my life. <laughs> when spring came, I got the hell out of here. <laughs> So you went to Kenosha first. Yeah, then I was down there for about 30-some years, and I said, life's too short for this, and I came back up here. Now I, now I paint when I want and go fishing when I want. How can you beat that? If I want to tell somebody to kiss my ass, I do that. They can't fire me from my job. End of interview. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you decide to get into painting? Fourteen. When I was 14, about 14. Fourteen. So I mean, yeah, the guy. Did, did part of that like <clears throat> uh, inspire you or drive you to get out and go to? No, no. You would have been into painting no matter what. Yeah, it, no matter what. W when you left, it was just to find just like better, you. better work. Just like you, you said music my life. That's what I'm going to do. That's what you did. Mine was painting, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, but your dad probably never took away your your paintbrushes like you took my guitar away. I learned from him. Your dad. Yeah. Well, your dad I'd, was a painter. I'd watch him. Yeah. Yeah. So he was your biggest influence. Yeah. Yeah. Just watching is worth more than a lot of words. Yep. So uh, were there any other painters that you were like, no, like into? Nope. Just you weren't aware of anything, the, the, not Monet or anything the, like that. Well, when I went to college, we had all that stuff, and we had to do all the drawings of the masters. Yeah. So you you don't like Monet? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo was greater. Oh, you like Michelangelo and because of the detail. Detail, fine detail and accuracy. Right. And then we had 15 drawings, two of each of the masters. And I knew I wasn't going to finish it by the end of the semester. So I did start doing the Chagall and, the, and Pegaso, a couple lines. He was, he was laughing all the way to the bank because the people wanted his stuff. Yeah, yeah, Picasso was no dummy. Yeah, but he said he was laughing all the way to the bank. They want this stuff. That's what I'll give him. <clears throat> you think so? You you don't think he had like, like, you know? I don't know. The <laughs> artists are all nuts anyway. It's not, it's not worth even thinking about. Who knows? So you went but, you went to College of Lake County to study painting. Well, I took the art course. 
The reason I was there is I had my knee surgery in the Army. It paid me for a family, so there was money for the family because I couldn't draw unemployment because I couldn't work. Mm-hmm. So the Army took care of the people. Right. But when I started painting, this Burkholz bar up in Butternut there had a little shack in the back. He let me use that for nothing for my little gallery. And some of the people would buy my stuff just to help support me, I guess. It, was, it wasn't worth a damn. But I didn't think so. But I told a lot of them to throw them away. I'll give you no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> we never thought we were going to keep it. <clears throat> but they did it just for self help supporting me to give me some idea. You know, keep going, I guess. But anyway, that's how I got started watching my dad and getting in the shack at night and painting and studying. And when I go hunting and fishing, I'm not just hunting and fishing, that's my study for wildlife. Sky to clouds, the feeling, warm, cold, <clears throat> violent, serene. You know, there's a lot to learn in it. Just studying the light and the landscape yeah, and everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Light and shadow. That's how our eye perceives, that's how we see with light and shadow. There's more So that's your artistic philosophy. There's more to it than a lot of people think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean uh, I don't think people you you think people just think you like throw a couple of shit things together and and that's it. I mean you don't think people devalue it. I don't do care if what they think. Well, come on. As long as they come up with the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Picasso. <laughs> so yeah, so you studied at the College of Lake County just for a little bit. Yeah. Just all right. One whole semester. <clears throat> I got an A minus too. He says that's what I it was basic drawing. He says it's the highest grade I give. He, he said, if you were a graduate out of my class with a B, you could make it anywhere in the art world. He was tough, but he was good. And that's where, where you had that, that drawing of the boots. And yeah. Remember, yeah. that's where you did that. That was our final drawing for everything we learned, how to handle pencil. Right. But he gave me an A minus, and he says the highest grade I give because it's basic drawing. Yeah. <clears throat> that... Then they wanted me to take the painting, but I had developed my own style, and I I kept on with that. Were you like watching westerns when you were growing up? Like, were you watching yeah, Jimmy wa- Stewart westerns? Oh and yeah, stuff like yeah, that? they All were the- our favorite. We'd go to the showhouse down there. So, like, would you watch like Winchester '73? Oh yeah, and, like Anthony Mann and yeah. all the uh, the landscape photography yeah. because yeah. that's the thing that I I noticed yeah. like, when we watched movies when I was growing yeah. up. We'd watch stuff like Jeremiah Johnson, and you'd be like, oh, look at that scenery. And so you're constantly watching stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, some of that's some beautiful scenery in Western shows. Yeah, and and, and looking at the light and everything like yeah. that. The mountains, the woods, the lakes, the highlight, the shadow, the colors. So, I mean, what was, what was that like going to the College of Lake County? You know, I mean, I, I was there. You know, you got a kid at home, and you're, you're going to college, and yeah, and everybody seems like they're probably younger. I mean, what was that like? Yeah, most of them were younger than me. Yeah, yeah. So was that weird or? Well, no, no. They were, we were all interested in the same thing, art. And then someone would be complaining to tell teacher we ain't learn nothing. I says, hey, listen, you look at the drawings you come and you come in here and look at what you got now. You'll see how bad you really were when you started. Huh. 
You know, when it comes to the art world, a lot of people ask me, could you teach me to paint? I says, no. I can give you the guideline just any other teacher. But it's an everyday study of your life. And if you don't think you're going to think that way, you might as well not even start because you ain't going to get nowhere. You got to get the guidelines from a teacher, but you got to put, that's why when I'm hunting and fishing, I'm not just hunting and fishing. I'm studying too. I see a beautiful sunset or something, color of the sky, I'm going to paint that. <laughs> Boy, that usually sells quick too. So on, on your hand, how many times can you count when you've painted a human being? Oh, uh, maybe a half a dozen. <laughs> There'd be two hands. <laughs> half a dozen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Just not interested? No, I'm not interested in humans. I don't like humans. I like animals. They're more civilized. They call these animals vicious. There ain't nothing more vicious than human beings. So then you get out of college and you're, you're selling paintings. I mean, I sold paintings in college. They had a craft show for people, and the teacher, some of them, Steph said mine was tacky art. I painted on them fungus. Uh huh, right. Wildlife. Said it was tacky art. They didn't hardly sell anything. I sold $500, $400 worth in half a day. So, where did you get the idea to start painting on funguses? My dad, he painted them. Really? Yep. He was. He worked up in Lake Namakagan in the Depression. There was no wage, room and board. But he picked those big fungus on the island and sell them to the guys from Chicago come up. He knew where all the big bluegills were. He'd guide them to them, clean them. They'd tip them good. He was living the dream. He wasn't married yet. Didn't have to worry about room and board. That was supplied. He got the extra money from tips and stuff and selling the paintings to him. Right. Because it come from the island, they were fishing around. Boy, they thought this was cool, boy. Something that that I'd charge 60 bucks for, he'd sell for a quarter back then. Mm. In Depression days. That Great Depression, he told me about it. He went through it. He didn't think it was very, very great, though. <laughs> they, I don't know why they call it the Great Depression. It was the big. Yeah, the big, but it wasn't very really great. Awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. But anyway, that's what he did and got started there, and I'd watch him sit and watch him paint. So, but what was he? He wasn't doing uh, paintings on buckskin. No. All right. So, I mean, that's the thing about like, like your art is that the form matches the the content. Yeah, he didn't get into the detail like I do to define hairlines and. Well, but I'm talking about Stuff the form either. of your art, like what your art is about, about nature and yeah. about... Yeah, well, he about, painted nature, he painted, that's but, what he painted. But your stuff is about nature and animals and yeah. everything, but it's on... Birds. It's on uh, material made from nature. Right, that's what that's what people like. They're just the canvases and all that now. It's, right, so like when you do a, mm. when you do a canvas <clears throat> painting, it's on uh, deer skin. Stretched out over yeah. birch Stretched trees. Stretched out over a birch, birch tree, tree frame. frame. Yeah. Right. Which is brilliant. Right, but that's what they like. They're up here in the north woods and they like that birch. And so you're just doing it because that's what people like. You're yeah. not doing it because because of the highfalutin ideas that I'm talking about right now. No, but it sells. So wait, do you go, when, you, when you go hunting, do you... Uh, 
and is that the stuff you use like the uh, the deer that yeah, you I'd, I'd have my own deer that I shot 10 up in Milwaukee at Hartford Tannery then they'd send me a letter and I'd either send them a money order or just go pick them up oh okay but it's tanned buckskin right right so so it's a philosophy of uh you know I should let everybody know that my dad is quite a hunter so it's a philosophy of using everything right, right. it all ties in with nature and that's what they like people get out of the city that's what they like but what do we, what do you for nature but what do you like i like what i'm doing or i wouldn't be doing it yeah that's what i'm talking about like who cares <laughs> about them i mean i mean <laughs> money it's all about the it's all about the cash <laughs> yeah exactly the cash. All right, so then, so then, when you're in, like, because now you've got all your stuff at all these uh, resorts and restaurants and stuff, and people like that because they come up here and they're like, "Oh, this is very Northwoodsy," right. you know. But like, how, what were you doing to sell your stuff when you were in Zion? You know, because it wasn't a Northwoods type of environment in Zion. I put some out in the restaurant down there too. Right. Yeah. Right. You did that, and just people knew my painting. They just call me or see me about doing some personal for them. Right. You know. So you did. Uh, like they some might have. Stuff? Walked, they might have been out west hunting elk. They got a big bull. They wanted an elk painting. Right. They went to Canada, shot a moose. They want a moose painting. Okay, do it. Right. So there's enough woodsy types and yeah, fellows yeah, in yeah. Zion to keep you going. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes their hunting and fishing, and they all got their certain times. That was great. I just finished one for a guy to come out. It was last year. He shot a nice bull, and they had this in camp with all the tents way across there, early morning, smoke coming out, this big bull looking around the trees, the aspen trees, and a herd of his cows in the background. He loved that painting. I had the whole thing. And there was a tree there where he had, had when he dressed that thing out, he had it laying alongside, and I put that same tree there with that bull standing there. You know, look, he loved it. And his name is? I don't even okay. can't <laughs> call his name now. Just just a dollar sign. Mm. Mr. Dollar Sign. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but that I painted on a big buckskin, stretched on the white birch. He loved that idea. Well, those are good. Those are really good. The, the ones on the buckskin, I like those. It's a lot of work, though. Yeah. You should probably charge more for them. You can only get so much for them. Yeah. Can't go beyond market value. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I know what I can get, and I don't go beyond it. I go right to the edge, the limit, and that's it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you go to the edge, all right. Yeah. Remember, uh, so you did a lot of art shows. like at. I used to, yeah. Yeah. Not well, anymore. No. That you, COVID knocked the hell out of that. Well, you also don't have your and, son to, to sit there thing, and, and, and man the art shows no, while you can Another thing, around. nobody carries cash. They got their credit card machine, carried a credit card, and then have a credit card machine. They'd, I was wondering why he was all walking by. and finally figured it out. Duh. You need a, you need a square. You need a credit card yeah, reader. Yeah. Yeah. Gabe will hook you up. Gabe, can you get him a credit card reader? Yes, that's what that's what I should try no, to get I you to do. No, I don't want that. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. I want them good okay. Well, you d he didn't need that back in the day because I would be the one sitting there uh, and selling the paintings. You remember that? 
Yeah. Dawn did. <laughs> Dawn did too. She did not. And Marissa too. Marissa did. Mm-hmm. Marissa was good at boy. She. Was, well, I mean, <laughs> at least I got something out of it. You know, like oh, my she, whole style at at the merch booth is directly influenced by those days. And the thing that I always remember is people would come up to you and they go, uh, "All right, how much is this?" And you tell them the price, and they go, "Well, how much can you come down?" And you're like, "That's it. That's the price. You want it? Give me the money. If not, yeah. move along." Marissa reminded me of a car car salesman. Boy, should get on him. Good. Hey, my baby. <laughs> no, Marissa's probably really good at it. Oh, oh boy. He'd pressure him. I say, hey, Marissa, not so much high pressure on him. You'd scare him away. <laughs> but people will always try to get you to lower the price. Oh, yeah. And come down. Oh, yeah. And you would tell him to buzz off. Yeah, I'd say you wanted her, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. Scott, that's you at the merch table? Pretty much. I've, I've done it a few times where it's like, uh, how about if you give me this and that for, you know, this amount? And I was like, well, how about <clears throat> if you give me what I said this is and that is and what it's marked and then we walk away from this thing. And that was completely influenced by this guy. So you taught me to be a jerk at the, at, <laughs> at the merch table, basically. Well, they'd come like the one guy had two of those fungus things, same size. One was 20 and one 30 in the resort. He had brand new clothes, brand new big $25,000 boat, brand new truck. I thought he's going to screw with me. I'll screw with him. Well, why is that one more? I painted that on Saturday. Well, what do you mean? Well, he says, when you work, do you get time and a half? Yeah. <laughs> well, I painted that Saturday. That's why it's 20 and... 30, uh, 20, 30 instead of 20. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, he taught you the value of your art. That's what he taught you. Yeah. yeah I don't play games with him. No. No, he taught me something. <laughs> Scott, did your dad ever try to get you to explore the world of visual art? No. No. That no. Was, that was never your, your deal. He had his field and I got mine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mess with nobody's field. Of so work. you say you got you got drafted. <clears throat> what was that during Vietnam? Yeah. By the way, happy, I, happy I told them I was a physical wreck, but they didn't believe me. You you told them what? I told them I was a physical wreck, but they didn't believe me. I don't know what that means. They sent my brother Bob home because he had rheumatic fever and left him in a heart murmur, but they took me. You should have just told them you had bone <clears throat> spurs. No, I hear, I'm, I hear I'm, that works. Well, some people even shot themselves in the foot to get out of it. Mm. But I'm glad I went in there now because I got the bones. I got you could have been president. I got the medical benefits now from the VA. So was I when you were in the army? I was I was around, right? Yeah. 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 You were a little brat then. How was that? Was that bad? Really bad? No. No. no I mean, I was they, allergic to to eggs and milk, though. That must have been tough. I don't know. You don't remember? Mm-mm. God damn it! Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. We're just going to get you goat's milk. Goat's milk? Really? Back in 1970? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a thing? Yeah. I forget what his name was. No, they sold it. <laughs> oh, I thought they you were saying for, was the that name was of the goat's goat. Goat's milk was for people with a milk allergy. Oh, really? Yeah. And then what happened? You just said, Then it, it, it wouldn't bother him. <laughs> so did you ever get me goat's milk, or did you just... Yeah, I got you some. It seemed to work okay. Oh, yeah. 
I didn't know this. A little more expensive, but oh well. And so where where were we living at this point? Living at Gilmore's place. David Gilmore? You, Jimmy Gilmore. The Gilmore girls? Yeah, you don't. Jimmy Dale Gilmore. No. Jimmy Dale Gilmore. You probably remember Jimmy Gilmore in Zion. I do. Yeah, yeah. So we weren't living in Kansas or anything like that. No, no. But that's when you were when you were in Kansas you were working at the, the prison. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't in prison, you were you were a prison guard. Yeah, I worked them and uh, give them a class because I had a construction background. The Army really tried to teach them something to maybe when they get out, they're going down the street and say, I know how to do that. About 90% of them came right back. The reason they were in there, they had trouble in civilian life. The judge gave them two uh, choices. <laughs> go to jail or go to the military, go to the Army. But he could, and then he wound up in Fort Leavenworth. They were just mostly petty theft and stuff like that. They had a death row there, too, but it's mostly. But the Army really tried to rehabilitate these guys. Hmm. And so then you went to Zion and you built the nuclear power plant. Yeah. All by yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell us about how you did that all by yourself? (laughs) I carried carried explosion blocks, 12-inch concrete. One in each arm. That's why I got such long arms. <laughs> yeah. Worked third shift, come out of the dragon like a gorilla, dragging my knuckles on the ground. Uh-huh. I yeah. mean, that was yeah, that was nuts. I mean, remember all the uh, no-nukes stuff going on in the yeah, 70s? Yeah, now it's closed because they can only run them for about 20 years. And I guess the radiation gets to concrete and everything. So, I mean, did they tell you guys about, you know, the radiation when you were building it and... No, well, we knew about that. You didn't care? Well, they had to explode. We built the explosion walls, and they stopped a lot of that. What were the explosion walls? What was that all about? Well, that's in case they have an explosion. We filled them with concrete then. They're 12-inch concrete blocks, and we poured concrete. Up, took it up in the scaffold. That was a heavy job to do. So what year was that? I don't remember. <laughs> didn't you ever see the China Syndrome, man? Hmm. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't know. <laughs> I know Ben's seen the China Syndrome. I've seen it. No, My dad lived it. I don't know what that was. That but it must have been the seventies. We worked there. Yeah, it's definitely in the seventies. Mm-hmm. But which seventy? Nineteen seventy. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, you're out. We got a replacement <laughs> you, for you. Dummy. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, I'm 82 years old, so remember, remember my name. What? <clears throat> I said I'm 82 years old. I could wonder I can remember my name. You're 82. I've been everywhere. I've done everything and everything else. I just can't remember <laughs> what I did. All right, well, you know, let's... Uh, what's your favorite joke? Let's get to the jokes. Oh, we can't tell that on the air. You think you're a jokester. <laughs> oh, I was fishing the other day, and the guy come down there, and he says, you got the limit yet? I told him, oh, no, I junked that thing. I'm driving to Dodge Dakota now. And he never said a word. He looked at me, and he kept going. He thought he some kind of nutcase or something. <laughs> got the limit yet? No, no, got rid of that. It's a good one. That's the only clean joke I know. But I actually, I actually told him that, and he looked. Can we get a not clean joke? No. All right, so basically you would say that 
you're you're an artist first, a hunter second, or or fisherman second. Which what? Fisherman second. Fisherman second because I've bought hunt done hunting now. Okay, so you're a fisherman second, and yeah. you're a hunter third. Yeah. And then fourth, you're a humorist. Yes, sir. A humorist, right? Yeah. Is that, is that what you would say? Yeah. All right. Well, you, you know any knock knock jokes? Knock knock. Who's there? Otto. Otto who? I don't know. <laughs> knock knock. Hello. No, you say. Come in. You say who's there? Who there? I eat mop. I eat mop who? Gross. <laughs> gross. That's 144, ain't it's it? Disgusting. Isn't it that 144? Gross. Maybe you'd have to ask Gabe. He he does the numbers for me. That's 144. You know what the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea is? I've never paid 50 bucks to have a garbanzo bean on my face. Really? <coughs> beans, beans, a musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot, huh? The more you toot, the better you feel. So let's have beans for every meal. Guy goes to the doctor. Doctor tells him you got six months to live. Guy can't pay his bill. Doctor gives him six more months. I love this crowd. Guy goes to the doctor and says, Doc, you got to help me. What's wrong? I don't know. Somebody tells me something. I can't seem to remember nothing. Well, how long has this been going on? This might be serious. He looks, how long has what been going on? <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about doing lunges to stay in shape. Huh? That would be a big step forward. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? All right, I'll go. What did the ocean say to the beach? I don't know. Nothing, it just waved. Oh. You know, a guy was talking the other day. He says, what rhymes with orange? I says, no, it doesn't. What <laughs> <laughs> the hell's the matter with you? It doesn't rhyme with orange. A uh, hamburger walks into a bar. Bartender says, hey, you get out of here. We don't serve food here. No. Two guys come in the restaurant, too, and they order. Here comes the waitress with a hamburger under her armpit. Well, why do you carry it under your armpit? Well, it's to keep it warm till we get it to customer. She walks, starts walking away, and his buddy says, hey, waitress, cancel my order. Cancel your order, he says. What do you order? She says, a hot dog. <laughs> What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? I don't know. Supplies. Supplies. That's what the... What, well, that was an army joke there. And supplies. Jumped out in the front of the... Supplies. What did the termite say when he walked in the bar? Where's the bartender? Yeah, there you go. A, a lot one. of people don't get that, so you got to explain it to them. <laughs> well, you got to explain it to them. Maybe it's not funny. No, it's just that they're too dense. <laughs> if April showers bring Mayflowers, what do Mayflowers bring? Pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? <laughs> I don't know. I never caught a fish wearing a bow tie. Sophisticated. Oh, sophisticated. Huh? Hmm. That's it? You ain't got nothing? No. Come on, man. Oh. I thought this is, this is your chance to shine. You hear about the big muskie swimming down the river fast and he ran into a dike? You know what he said? <laughs> Damn. 
Well, Dad, I wanted to tell you that I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. You don't know why? That's, that's a second to the last letter. Yeah, I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. <clears throat> you know what a zebra is? <laughs> that's the largest size. <laughs> I know my animals. <laughs> A zebra. Uh, a zebra. A zebra. Very good, Ben. <laughs> I got it. Eventually. He's sharp. <clears throat> sharp as a tack and twice as flat-headed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Ben did, but apparently you did something. I do it all the time. All right, so now you're back up here. Back up. Back where you started. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You get any full circle feelings? I mean, did what was it? Like Zion was just like, screw that place? Yeah. Life's too short for to live there that long. Yeah. Well, why'd you go there in the first place? Make money. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? That worked out okay. I was working 12 hours a day. Yeah? Four hours for living for bricklayers and eating, eating American motors. Well, when did you find time to do painting? At night. Yeah. Yeah, we rented that place from Jim Justin. So why did you keep painting? Like, you're, you're working 12 make, hours a day. Make money. Just money. There's nothing else involved in it. No. So I got <laughs> I got nothing from you but a constant drive to make money. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. You don't see, you don't see any correlation between us two. <laughs> you don't see anything. Like, the fact that, like, we're doing <clears throat> this thing... And we refuse to give up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like doing it, and I, I like the challenge. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot of stuff from reading books about others like Robert Bateman from Canada. Oh, so you do have influences. Oh, yeah. So you've just been lying to me. He used a time. lot of silver in paintings. I use a lot of silver. All right. You so make it in snow because snow is not white. Okay. It's got a silver base. It looks... It looks more real, not phony. Right. Yeah. Just like they used to use cornflakes yeah, for my, snow and movies. In my fish, too. They got that silver sheen. Oh, right. Especially like I this. I mix silver. The, like underneath the belly, like the salmon and, and stuff. And the sides, like yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mix silver in there. And that I see a lot of paintings with them, and they, they, they ain't got that sheen to them. Uh-huh. And it loses the look, you know. Brook Trail, too, they got a beautiful sheen. Right. But they fade fast, so you have to live the life. Catch them and look at them and put it here in the noggin. You know? You can't yeah. even take a picture some of the time. It just don't come out in a photograph. You got to remember. So with when painting. When I look at it, I see what, num- what colors to mix to do it, and I keep that in my head. Right. So with painting, you're like, you're very detail-oriented, but you're right. also right. doing things that you know yeah. don't. They don't look like that, but you remember them looking like that. Right. So it's not impressionism what you're doing, but there are impressionistic qualities to what you're doing. Some of it, yeah. Right. I paint a lot abstract and detail. Abstract in the background. Just like we look out, like looking where we're sitting here, looking Mm -hmm. at the island and the lake. You don't see everything clear. It's muted out. The value of the color is destroyed. 
and when you come in the foreground, you get to, you increase it. Then you get something that looks real. A lot of them they paint, they, they keep that painting that color too strong in the background, and they lose their depth. Mm-hmm. Like I say, there's a lot of things to learn that you don't learn it in a year or two. You, it's a lifetime study. Is that because the, what your eye perceives? That, yeah, that you're trying. We perceive with light and shadow, and then there's in the painting you got to put highlight in shadow too, or you get a flat painting. A lot of them, they just got highlight and shadow, and they forget that highlight and shadow. Yeah. That's what I learned in college, too, from the teacher. The highlight and shadow and all the, all the things about their distance and disappearing point and all that. And what was your teacher's name? Danny. I don't remember his last name now. Mr. Danny. Danny. Uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember his last name. Not a common name. <clears throat> Danny Watamatapia. Yeah, something like that. Right. Well, Dad, it just seems to me like that, you know, I mean, you're still doing it, and it's not like it's ever paid off in spades for you, like gangbusters. Yeah, but I work when I want and go fishing when I want. Sure. How many people would like to be doing that? <laughs> Right. We worked for a guy. He had money. He owned Ivanhoe Industry. Uh-huh. You know what he told me? I don't know. He wanted to come up musky fishing, but he was always under the gun going to California. He told me, he says, I wish I could do what you're doing. But he was a slave to his own success. Success, yeah. Millions of dollars. He couldn't go when he wanted to. <laughs> Never did come up here musky fishing. Yeah, doesn't that piss you off, though? Like people like are constantly talking like, yo, you got the life. It's like, eh, really? Yeah. Uh, he told me, I says, he said, I wish I could do what you do. And you believed him? He was a millionaire. You believed him? Yeah, I believed him. He was sincere about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was. He was a good guy to work for, too. He never pushed us or nothing. As long as we did our work good, he paid us good. Yeah. No, I don't know. Gabe, you got anything? Uh, no, this, this is a good conversation. Maybe yeah, maybe I can ask him, uh, <clears throat> was he shocked when we started putting some of his work on, on, on for sale on the on the, on the the site and the fans were starting to get involved? Well, that surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> you know, we, we had we had Mr. Lucas paint the some stuff for Christmas for some of the fans, not, you know, on Christmas balls, and they sold them on our site, and, and it went, and they sold like gangbusters, and I think... That's I think, what amazed me. How fast they went, and, and they were begging for more. <laughs> I think people took a liking to, to seeing your work. Yeah, but up here I put them out. People don't really have the big money up here. But all <laughs> this whole United States ain't like this right here. Some places they got money. That's the only way to reach out now online. It's, you know. So you're up, a believer Up now. in here everything just died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a believer. Yeah. I believe in that. Yeah, well, those things like went went fast. Yeah, you, a, could, you could barely keep up. I'm already building up my stock for Christmas already. Is is there somewhere online where people can see your work now? Because yeah. all they've really seen is some of your small stuff that are on. Christmas no, I got balls. plaques now too. I got uh, birch plaques that are like 18 inches long, cut out of a big birch tree, at an angle, and then I got some that are like seven inches long by five and six inches and. You know, 
Then I got I got about fifty or sixty of them done. Oh wow! But Dawn's got it over her thing. Yeah, I think, I think there's a Facebook page. It's it's David Lucas Paintings, right? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Yeah, and that's they, it. They can see some of your work there. Because I, I remember oh, yeah. when I first started talking about your paintings to some of my friends that, that actually knew of you from Zion, they were like, oh, you better let me know right away because I got to get some of that stuff because they have some of your work already. <laughs> yeah. They knew yeah. they knew you. Yeah. Like the first the first customer I had bought the first like eight cardinals that you did. And, and I that's why they were going so fast. So people are fans even though... Oh yeah, you know, yeah. It's yeah, just, they remember me at down there. <laughs> if I had stuff down there, they would they would buy it quick. But I ain't going back there. I'll stay want, right here. Yeah, well, some of them remember you for not all the best reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have a warrant or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything, Dad, that you like want to paint that you have like in your mind that you, that's huge? And you you just think that like, yeah, it's too big to take on. It's too big to take on because nobody's got the money to buy it around here. Yeah, yeah but what if somebody did? What what would you want to do? Well, I still have to send it. It's what? I still have to send it yeah, through the mail. But, but if you could, what would it be? I'm sure somebody would pay. So I mean, if what's this idea in your head that you have that you'd like to do? That... I've I've painted I've painted for the Greeks and the Russian. I painted. All right. One's twelve foot long, eight foot high. I got right. one, what was that restaurant? one in the church in the baptismal pit where the waterfall's coming down. When you walk into that church you'd swear it was real. What church was that? Was that the that Southern was between, Baptist Church? I don't remember, it was between uh, Kenosha and Zion. Okay. And then what what restaurant was it that you painted that mural? Which one, Don? Horizon was there. Horizon. Yeah, out in Jack Center's truck stop too. Big stuff, you know. But back then, it was I didn't get the money that I should for it. Obviously. And this was a pure white lead paint. But now you can't even buy that. Do you have any like Michelangelo project ideas that you would love to do? I did them in college, and I didn't. Well, I they were nice drawings, and I don't know what happened to them. I lost them. Yeah. I started out with Michelangelo and Durer. He was a German artist, fine work, delicate. And then Elizabeth Johnson, she wanted to pray on hands. I did that with black paint and then highlighted it with silver. And that that looked good, but she she had to have that one. But the rest of them now, I had my I don't know where they went. Dawn's got the one that from that class, my final grade. You yeah. That one. But you got nothing like big in mind that you would love to tackle? Nope, nope, not anymore. Because I'm sure somebody would love to commission you to do something big. I don't and want if to, that I don't, were no, the I case. To, I don't want to do anything that big anymore. Come on, man. I can't handle it at my age. Why? You stand there and all day and... Uh, Why don't you just do one no. big thing instead of like a bunch of little things? No. No? Get in the way you're fishing. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I get it. I understand that. No, I don't want to do nothing that big anymore. Yeah. The plaques, the fungus, the Christmas balls is just fine. But yeah. I, I do some bigger stuff too, a little bigger, you know, like 18 by 24 inch or something like that. Yeah. The ones I take over by uh, the Aberdeen's, he sells them because that's a high-end money restaurant. Right. He sells them. That's the only place around here don't sell them anymore. Nobody else seems to have the money anymore. Yeah. 
They got it for everything else, but not for that. Everything of corruption. Well, I mean, <laughs> drugs, alcohol, cigarettes. I mean, I'm not sure people tickets. ever cared about art in the first place, but you know, they, no, not they up certainly here. Don't know. It ain't that much here. More, it's more in the cities than it is up here. Oh, yeah. For the appreciation of art, of course. Yeah, and that's where they all go. Yeah, well, they get the money too. That's there. right. You should have gone to the city. Oh no, oh, Jesus! When are you, when are you gonna come visit me in Chicago? I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> you were here. Don't have to visit you. Yeah, I'm sick of coming here, though. Why don't you come to Chicago um, once or, or twice? Oh yeah. When was the last time you were in Chicago? To pick me up. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. That was about the last time. Yeah. I never wanted to go back. A lot of wonderful things. There's there's some great museums. They're doing a Monet thing right now. We could go yeah. look at some Milwaukee had Well, you used to go up there when you were small. We'd go to that Milwaukee Museum of Natural History. Yeah, I remember that. And were nice. They had big mountains. Yeah. And they had the, you could press the button and the, that rattlesnake, rattlesnake would rattle. Rattlesnake would go, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, the one, the buffalo painting you got. It's where that was. I took that picture from there. Right. The buffalo and the Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Indian turned out pretty good on there. I think it was a wax Indian they had. You go, buffalo going to come under the horse and upend the whole horse and stuff. And he had his bone arrow in his hand. Yeah, I got that. You You can see that in the background. Mm-hmm. You guys, every time I put it on. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's him. That's awesome. That's him. That's one That's one of the great masterpieces of the Lucas era. Owen, Owen J. Grammy painted all the stuff for that. And that certain thing there with the buffaloes in the foreground, mm-hmm. they were mounted. But when it went back a ways in the case, then he painted them. And he was so good, you could hardly tell. What was real ones and what painted? That's how g- great he was. Owen J. Grammy. He lived in central Wisconsin. Another influence. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, well, I've been bullshitting was, me this was, entire time. Until I was bull hunting there once and I wanted, to, I wanted to get to see him. And I called his wife and he, she said, you got to have a reservation. And what, I was really? only hunting a couple of days, yeah. Yeah, she said, you got to have a reservation to see him. Well, he was so busy, everybody wanted to see him. Wow. He died now. He had a heart attack. But all the paintings over in the Monaco in the, in the clinic over there is Owen J. Grammys. Yeah. He's got everything, loons and ducks and trout. Everything. He's, he was good. He was really great. Some of his paintings are worth a lot of money now. Wow. Maybe mine will be worth. I ain't worth nothing alive. I might as well die so I'm worth something, huh? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Does do you have a favorite painting that you've that you've done in all your time? Oh. I don't know, really. Well the buffalo on your buffalo one you're talking about is is one of my favorites. It was pretty good. And it was Wonderful of you to give it to me. Yeah, one that I, that I got over in Aberdeen's too. <clears throat> that one he still got left on the plaque. That one that I just sent out to that eagle was nice. Oh yeah, a real dark black cloud in the background, the white right. head against it, and storm coming in and raining. Yeah, and waves sitting on the dead wood. 
That that was one of my favorite there. That was good. The guy from New York, Rochester East, Rochester, New York, bought it. That was a big fungus. Oh well, that was I don't know how long it was. Eighteen <laughs> inches. I think it was twenty feet long, right? No, no. <laughs> Didn't you just catch a twenty foot northern the other day? No, it was twenty seven. Twenty-seven foot northern? No, twenty-seven inch northern. Dad, you know what they say? We got that one. We're going to fry that up this week. All fishermen are liars, except for me and you. Yeah, and I'm too, too sure about you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Dad, thanks for doing this. And yeah, uh, my pleasure. Nice talking to you, Ben. Gabe, great talking got to, to meet you. Gabe. I mean, you have influenced me in ways that. I'm still coming to grips with, you know, and I love you. <laughs> Same here. Well, you did what you said when you left school, and I did what I good. That's it. Yeah. Like Scott, when he says, music's my life, that's what I'm going to do. By God, he did it all by himself. And he didn't have no rich daddy to pay all the stuff either. <laughs> he did it. Well, that's fine. That's okay. And he don't copy other people's music. He writes his own. Some of them greats, they don't do nothing their own. They take other people's songs and sing them. Like who? McMillions. Like Frank Sinatra? Oh, that and Willie Nelson. And Boy, Willie Nelson writes his own music, Dad. I uh, know. No, he's, he, there's just somebody I heard that he told. No, 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 no. He writes, have you ever oh, oh, yeah. listened to Angel? Dolly Tim? Parton writes a lot of stuff. She was, she's an artist. Then. Well, we love Dolly Parton. Yeah, both of her. <laughs> oh man but Willie writes his own stuff come on you were always on my mind angels too close to the ground you ever hear about them Dolly Varden trout out west and were the ones with the big boobs <laughs> I don't get it it's like telling a joke in Park Falls duh I don't get it you gotta explain. It's hell when you tell a joke and then you gotta explain it. You know. Careful, man. Don't don't talk shit about Park Falls. I mean, we, we've got a big Park Falls following here. On the, on this well, that's podcast. a lot of them. I don't know what they're thinking, but they don't get a joke. They're not gonna like you and Zion after they hear this. So yeah, you're gonna nope. need some place to fall back on. I don't care. I just they don't go like fishing. any of us in Zion. I just go fishing. Go fishing. That's yeah. it. Yeah. All right, Pops, let's go get something neat. What do you say? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Thanks, man. Yeah, my pleasure. So great to meet well, you. Well, nice, nice talk to you, Ben. And Gabe? Good talking to you, Dave. Yeah. Can yeah. I call you Dave or I call you Mr. Lucas? I don't care. Just so you don't call me late for supper. <laughs> God. I call you the great one. That's what I call you. Yeah. Yeah, the fish whisper. I got a sweatshirt like that. It says the fish whisper. All right, I think we got it. Okay, Gabe. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. Nice seeing you, anyhow. All right, give me this. Okay. Bye. Get so low in the human soul, get so high. But I don't know if I ever will want to die. Wanna die, wanna die Never die 
Let me to the victory. 